Hi, this is Regeline Sabah, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Dory O'Neill. Dory O'Neill is an author and the CEO and founder of The Real Dory O, an inspirational speaker and a life purpose coach, helping women to identify their dreams and explore what's next in life. Her personal experiences with alcoholism and recovery, surviving an abusive relationship, and letting go of self-destructive behaviors were the catalyst for self-exploration and healing. Welcome to the show, Dory. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Likewise, it's such an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? Oh, okay. Yeah, I am from LaGrange, Georgia, which is a town about an hour and a half south of Atlanta. Very, very small town. Um, I was born and raised there. So I am a Georgia peach, which I think is a rare thing, especially in the Atlanta area. Um, I guess you could tell from the accent, too, that um, I am from Georgia. My family's from Georgia. Their family, their parents were from Georgia. So it's been just where we've lived. Um and haven't lived anywhere else, but I've always loved it. I love the heat. I love the summer. And I'm so grateful that spring is here. Um, but I live now in the Atlanta area with my husband and his two 15-year-old twin girls. Yes. I love it. Now, tell us more about what inspired you to become a life purpose coach and an inspirational speaker. Ah, okay. Well, uh, I think the first thing to, to talk about is my walk in sobriety. I got sober October 30th in 2012. Yeah, 2012. It's almost nine years. Um, that was the first thing that opened up the door for me into the world of spirituality. Before I got sober, I really had taken um, a, God and everything about God took the back seat and alcohol took the wheel. So I really was very, very lost. And so as I started to um, get sober and they introduced me to, they, AA, introduced me to the God in my understanding, I started to really, really delve into the spiritual aspect of my life. And what that's done for me is it's opened up so many doors and created what I like to call magic in my life. And I've started to realize that you know, I have a, a deeper purpose and a deeper meaning in this life. And I really needed to explore what that is. So the more I started exploring, the more I realized I need to help other women. I need to help other women that are in the same boat that I was in. Either they're coming out of an addiction, out of an abusive, abusive relationship, or maybe everything is perfect and they're just not happy. So that's what I feel like my purpose is. I've got to, I've got to help these people that just seem to be lost and, and help them go, you know what? I'm here. Here's my hand. Let me show you it can be done. Very inspiring. What were some of the challenges that you faced in regards to overcoming alcoholism? I think the first thing for me was because I'd done it so long. Um, I, I had started drinking when I was 15 years old. So it became my social, social crutch. It was the lubricant, the social lubricant, if you will, of any time I went to a party. It made me feel 10 foot tall, bulletproof, beautiful, thin and wealthy. And I was none of those things, <laughs> um, but it made me feel that way. But in, it really, really was destroying my life. All of the things that I was doing when I was intoxicated was really destroying not only the things around me and taking away the things, material things, but it was destroying who I was as a human being as an, as, and as a woman. And 
really making me spiritually bankrupt and destroying everything that I was as a soul. And as he, you know, just, it was, that was the hard part for me though, was because I had relied on it so much that it was, what was it going to be like for me to be sober? What was it going to be like? Will I ever dance again? I love to dance. I'm terrible at it, but I love to dance. I love to sing. I'm terrible at that too, but I love to do it. Um, at the time, I loved to paint. There were so many different things that I liked to do that I was like, will I ever, ever be able to do these things again as a sober woman? And will I be able to laugh? That was a big one. You know, we take that for granted. For so, We all take it for granted that we can laugh. But when you're hurting inside, you, you just don't even know if you're going to be able to do it again. And so I remember the first time that, you know, I would, I danced sober. The first time I went on a date sober, it was just it, all of the first, it were first, it was like starting over again. But, but it, that, that being that fear of, of what's it going to be like, what's it going to be like? I don't know if I can do this. That was the hardest thing for me to get over. I had to get over that. Very powerful. Now, of course, you're a part of our upcoming Recovering Alcoholics panel, and you'll be going more in depth in regards to your story. But what is the best advice that you would give to some folks that are still struggling with recovering from alcoholism? That's, you know, you believe in yourself, love yourself. And there are people there that are willing, that love you. They don't even know you and they love you and they are ready to be there for you. They will hold you up when you can't stand up. So I just believe in yourself. Know that you can do it and there is support and there's help. And don't beat yourself up. If you slip, just get back on again and just try again. It's worth it. It is so worth it. Life is so beautiful. Sober. I love it. Now, Dory, tell us more about your company, The Real Dory O. Ah, The Real Dory O. You know, I had somebody ask me once, The Real Dory O? Who aren't you Dory? Are you Dory? Oh, and I was like, you know what? For so long, I wasn't. I was whoever you wanted me to be. I was a chameleon and I blended in and I tried to fit in and I tried to do everything that everybody else wanted me to be. I went to so many events I didn't want to go to. I did so many things just to try to please other people. And what the real Dory O is about is being who you want to be. I always have this fun thing that I always say to my family, let your freak flag fly. <laughs> let it go, let it go be you life is so much better when you're not trying to please other people and be who you think they want to be take the mask off it's exhausting take it off and be who you want to be and so that's where the real dorio came from was you know what i'm finally stepping into who i really am and 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 i'm really starting to appreciate who she is love it. Take the mask off and be who you want to be. Yes. Very powerful. I love it. Now tell us more about your upcoming book that will be releasing soon. Daring you. Yeah. So I have like, it, it's funny because I've been trying to write this book for a year, year and a half and I was stalled. And, um, I, I've had this, like this evolution and, um, the book is just now starting to get legs again and it's really starting to run. I've got a beautiful friend who helps people write books, by the way, um, that's helping me to, to, to do this. And she's kind of kicking my butt in gear. But 
what started with the, the what the title came from was uh, Facebook. Someone said, what's your 2021 year word of the year that starts with your first name? And mine was daring. I mean, it just came daring. You know what? Because dare, I dare you. I dare you to be you. I dare you to love you. And, you know, when you were little, we used to always say things like, I triple dog dare you. I triple dog dare you to love you. And so that's what the book is going to be about is just ways to be daring. It's going to be talk about being sober, getting sober and, the, and, you know, daring myself to move forward and get sober, daring myself to make friends when I was never friends with women before all of these different things that I stepped on the, the edge and said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I did it. And it was well worth it. Now you mentioned alcoholism quite often. And of course you, you recovered from that. Was there something that led you to become an alcoholic? You know, I think that a, a lot of times that, you know, it, it is, I truly believe it's hereditary. You know, I, it runs in my blood. My mother's father was an alcoholic. And then um, my last name is O'Neill. And on the O'Neill side of the family, it really, it runs pretty deep. But there are a lot of things that really fueled the fire, if you will. And I think that sometimes it takes a catalyst. You have, it may have the gene in you, but it takes the catalyst. And for me, it was, I'm not enough. And that started from as a child. Um, my, my mother was um, abused, physically abused as a child. Um, I watched, would, would listen and hear her being abused. Um, my, my father was married to an abusive spouse and I always felt like I'm not enough. If I were enough, these things wouldn't happen. If I were enough, we'd be safe. And so as the time went on, I, I kept believing I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And I, and then alcohol made me feel like I was enough. And it made me feel like I was, I was something or somebody and that's what I've been lacking in all my life. So I really believe it started back then. And then you throw alcoholism on, on top of that and the behaviors that come usually with being an alcoholic, all of the self-destructive behavior. And you're talking about something that really, really sucks it to you and knocks you off your feet and makes you have low self-esteem. Talk about the things that happen when you're, you're intoxicated. And a lot of women can talk about you know, the things that happen and we don't talk about it very often because it's shameful. You know, a lot of, or where we think it's shameful. We think it's shameful. All of the things that we do, especially as women. And I think, you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the things that, that we do when we're intoxicated. And it just takes a little bit of a piece of you every time it happens. A little piece goes away and a little piece goes away until eventually you, you just don't have any self-worth. That's very true. Now, tell us more about a time where you experience an aha moment. Hmm. Aha moment. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, there, there have been several in my, you know, there's been many. And I like to refer to those as crossroads in my life. And I can, I can see them, these crossroads. And I, they're just, it's like you come and you know that if you're going to turn left, you know, you know what's down, you know what's down both sides. And that's the other thing. When you come to a crossroad, you know what's going to happen on either side. Um, but I, the biggest aha moment for me was, hmm, I'm just trying to think. There's been, there's been so many, but 
Dory, what sticks I, to your, in your mind the most? I'm sorry? What aha moment sticks out in your mind the most? I, I will say it was the moment that I realized that um, I deserve to be alive. And I deserved to fight for what, for, for myself and to be myself. And, and that was um, after leaving, I was, um, but right before I got sober, I was in a very abusive relationship. And um, this particular instance, he had, he had abused me um, pretty bad. It was, it was really bad and um, had split my phone in half. And I was without a phone. He'd taken the last bit of my money. And um, I wanted, I didn't want to be around anymore. And so I've never really talked about this, um, but I, um, I tried to take my life that night. And um, the next morning when I woke up and I realized that I was still around, I was still there. And there was something inside of me that says, you deserve to be here. And there's a reason why you're here. And it's, it's time, it's time to, to move forward. And it's time to really, really do something with your life. I didn't know it was going to be this fantastic. I, did, I had no idea life could be this beautiful and this fantastic. But it is. And um, I think that that was the biggest moment for me when it was like, I am enough. And I deserve, I deserve to be happy. We all deserve to be happy. Amen. And your story of survival in regards to that suicide thought process is truly someone else's hope as well. And it sounds as though you went through a domestic violence relationship. And here's the thing, my heart goes out to you because I'm a domestic violence survivor as well. So I just commend you and the woman that you've become. But here's the thing. Can you explain to the audience some of those red flags and signs to look out for? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because looking back now and and I laugh sometimes about some of the things even I did when I was drinking, but I'm laughing because they were as clear as clear could be. But at the time, I didn't want to see them. Um, and I, I will tell you that for this this guy in particular that I um, I even told a friend I'm going with him. I know that he's bad, but I it's what I deserve. And so at that time, I did feel like I deserved to be in this particular relationship. But for me, um, I think it, the first red flag was he wanted to get too close too fast. And um, I will say about my husband, that the wonderful man I'm married to right now, wanted to take his time to get to know me and really, really wanted to explore what it was like to know me. He wanted the, the guy that I was with wanted it to move in like move in literally too fast, but moved in fast, started isolating me from other people, started making me feel like I was not worthy and, and would always say things to me that were hurtful and controlling. And the, the first time he hit me, he told me I deserved it. And and it got to a point where I felt like I did deserve it. So I think that for me, it was the coming on so strong, taking up the air that I was breathing, meaning like just trying to fill the room and smother me in, in that way and not really letting me be who I wanted to be. Now, mind you, I was not a healthy person during this time as well. 
So for me, it was, that was the other piece of this that I think that goes a lot that we don't talk about with women that women alcoholics, especially that the relationships they, they get into, I don't say as a side effect of alcohol, but maybe as a result of, or, or which one comes first, I don't know, but we get tend to get into bad relationships because of our alcoholism, because of the shame, because of the things that, that we do when we're drinking, but also because of the, the way that alcohol destroys our lives and brings, like I mentioned before, makes you so spiritually bankrupt. You feel like that when someone pays you attention like that and comes on strong like that, it feels like, ah, this is, so this is the person who's supposed to be here for me at this time. And you accept it. That was the big thing for me too, is I accepted that that was okay behavior because I was an alcoholic. And regardless if I'm drinking or not drinking, that is never okay. Never. That's right. And that's a great point that you raise in regards to alcoholism, possibly correlating with uh, abuse as well. So great point. Thank you for raising awareness about that. Now, Dory, what is the best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Mm. Um, well, first of all, find what makes you happy. And if it's dancing in the kitchen, which my husband and I love to do, but it embarrasses his teenage daughters so much, which makes it even better. <laughs> um, but find little things, little nuggets of things that make you happy in the day. You know, what, what is it that makes you happy? I sometimes when I'm in, in my office working, I'll turn on one of my favorite songs. I'll get up. I actually have a belly dance um, scarf. I'll put it on and I'll dance around my office. If you can picture that. <laughs> Let your freak flag fly. Find yeah. out what makes you extraordinary, extra, and do it. Just do it. It You find out when you are daring and you step on the edge and you do something that you're like, you know, I think that'd be really cool. Just do it. Do it. It's so much fun. And what you'll find is that it raises that vibration and that happiness. And next thing you know, you're feeling happiness. And then the next thing you know, you're feeling joy and bliss and love. And everything is just really, it just, it knocks your socks off. So yeah, find what makes you happy and do it. And do it. I love it. Now, Dory, thank you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Where can the audience find you? I am at um, therealdorio.com. And um, you can also find me on Facebook, The Real Dorio, and on Instagram. And you can also reach me. My email address is... Um, therealdory at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Dory on all of her social media sites and also at www.therealdoryo.com. And that's D-O-R-E-E-O. -E and Dory, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Gigi, thank you so much. It's been my, uh, it's been awesome. This has been incredible. Thank you. You're wonderful. You're welcome. Likewise.